Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight we have the three amigos. We have myself, the bearded nerd. What's up, Zach? What's going on? Welcome back. How you doing? How you doing? I like your haircut. Uh, thank you. It's uh, it's like we all look the same now. You, I know. You, me, you, me, and Matt G are the three balded bearded bros. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then we got uh, coming in clutch, Kali. What's up, Kali? Hey, what's up? Don't lie. You did that to be in solidarity, didn't you? That's right. We did that for Jim. Yes, hundred ten percent. Yeah, hundred ten. That's right. That's it's funny actually. The first time I ever sh- shaved my head was for my goddaughter who got diagnosed with leukemia years and years ago, and I was already on the path of baldness. I was born that way actually, and um, what I did was I took an already balding head that I was basically going to like a one guard on and I just took a straight razor to it and when I did that's the greatest thing I ever did it was awesome I loved it still love it to this day it's a good look so I dig it I dig the bald beard all right guys so here we are Loot Bros Podcast coming in to talk some shop talk some games this episode will go live on Halloween. So this will be the first time I believe we've ever recorded the podcast and it actually goes live on Halloween. So with that being said, we're going to be talking some spooky stories. We're going to be sharing some uh, g- gaming ghost stories. I think that's going to be uh, pretty exciting. I think we all got some cool stuff planned. Um, at least I know I do. So spoilers, it's going to be a blast. Um, and then we also have our run, normal run of announcements. We have a Patreon. You guys, most of you have heard me at least talk about this once or twice. Um, definitely check out the Patreon. There's tons of content on there, tons of early access content on there. Uh, we are just adding more and more to it each and every month. Uh, your Patreon perks, you get a monthly episode of what we call the Super Loot Bros, which is a uh, roughly one hour long topical podcast. Uh, you get at the $5 tier, you have the Loot Bros Deep Dive. This month's Deep Dive is going to be on Final Fantasy 15. I was pledged to play this one, knocked it out a few months back. But since Joe really sucks and doesn't have any of his stuff prepared, you guys will be getting my <laughs> final pledge. And I mean really sucks. <clears throat> um, so we'll be talking uh, Final Fantasy 15. I've been kind of sitting on this one for a little while because I was trying to line it up to get T-Bird on there with me. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to make that happen. So it's just going to be your boy, Resident Daryl, talking about his time with Final Fantasy. Um, did I say Final Fantasy 15 earlier? It's definitely I Final Fantasy 7 remake. remake. It's 7 yeah. Remake. I don't know. Final Fantasy 15 came out of nowhere. I don't know why I said that. That was a lie. Uh, also, we have the monthly Nintendo Driftcast, the Loot Bros Nintendo Driftcast, where Kalai, Joe, and Matt G., uh, all get together and talk about uh, all the drift in their sticks. Until Joe ghosts again. Until Joe disappears. Ooh. It's a spooky Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have the Loot Bros comic cast. So what I've been doing on the comic cast is in a very random and sporadic 
way. I have been reviewing older New 52 issues. I've got a stack of Bloodborne comics that I'm definitely going to be pumping out here pretty soon. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to alternate between a Bloodborne comic to kind of do a current uh, series. It's an indie series. And then I'm going to go and knock out some of these New 52 villain takeover books. The covers look really great, but so far the stories haven't really stacked up. So it's really my interest has kind of waned on it. Uh, so I, I, I want to spice it up a little bit and balance things back and forth. But all these monthly episodes that we give you, you get early access to them by being on Patreon. So if you sign up as a, even at the $1 tier on the Patreon, you get the super loot bros. You get any bonus content we do, including these podcasts. And you get early access on these podcasts. Cause what we typically do is we record them. We stick them on the Patreon for a little while, and then they go into their own respective feeds. Some of them don't have their own feeds yet, but maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Who knows? And then we have the newly released Loot Bros WrestleCast. So um, Zach, you, and Joe got together and talked shop, talked some wrestling, which we put in the main feed a few days after it went live on Patreon. So, what you, so. what's your, what's your fired? Why is that? Because it, it needs to go live on Mondays. Oh, the main show goes live on Mondays. Well, and normally the show will go live on Sundays. So yeah. So for future reference, normally the show will go live on Sundays unless we have a premium live event that don't go that don't go live on Monday. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. So there you go. Loot Bros. WrestleCast. It sucks already. All right. <laughs> now no, you guys did great. It was good. So uh, definitely check out the YouTube. Uh, we are going to be adding new content to, to the YouTube, and we've already started. So uh, with the, if you go to Loot Bros. YouTube, we've been putting the podcast on there. So each and every week, what I do is I take a static graphic, I put the podcast on there. <clears throat> Last week, I couldn't get on the show due to some scheduling issues. So I did it and uh, I took Kali. I took, I appreciate you knocking out your little solo episode. So I took, uh, I took that I t- and I did my own solo episode and then I put them together, but I did my episode with video, just kind of feeling it out, seeing what kind of feedback we get. If you guys are interested in having more of a video experience with this stuff, let us know. Definitely write in, comment, um, check it out. So far, the show's kind of playing out about how all the rest of them do. So we'll do a couple of those. I'm going to be dropping some videos that I'm currently working on. I know, Zach, you and I have a a little bit of a challenge going for the month of October. I don't know if you're ready to talk about that at all, even give an update on it. But Um, yeah, I mean, we can. I I finally successfully have found my first physical game. It's a miracle. It's like it finally happened here in the land of the 2.8 million people that live here versus the. 134,000 in my main city. There you um, go. But yeah, I finally found one. And other than that, it hasn't been going the greatest. I've made a couple offers on a couple of different things, and everyone's like, nah, I think I'll pass on me. Dude, I found a grail item. Uh, I, I found a literal grail item, a game I never thought that I would be able to own. And I have a unbelievable deal, but I have to drive 70 miles one way to pick it up. Are you going to do it? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I messaged the guy and I, I asked him if he would ship it to me because I'd, I'd more I'd be more than happy to pay more than what he's asking to get this particular Grail item, and I'd be pay, I'd be willing to pay the shipping. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to say the name of it yet because if I got it, bruh, 
I mean, the thing is this. I could drive out to that city tomorrow and pick it up. Yeah, but by the time you pay the gas and everything, would it be worth well, it? Well, correct. You know, you're talking 70 miles, so hour and a half one way, you know, in the morning, and then an hour and a half back. You're talking three hours of driving. Um you know, my time, my gas. I mean, that's that's not that's not very cheap, uh, which I, I told him that. I was like, you're 70 miles away from me. I'll gladly pay the shipping. If he says yes, I'll even, you know, I'll give him I'll give him double what he's asking because I'll still save money. But I have a grail item. And if I get it, this will be one of the best deals I've ever, ever gotten. And it was off Facebook Marketplace, which I usually don't score big on Facebook Marketplace. So, but I'm compiling a video right now. I, I might have it done this weekend. We'll see. Uh, but basically, what I did was I've been filming myself going and not like literally with a camera on me, but my a camera. Uh, I'm holding. So, okay, see this right here. Now, obviously, we're not doing this episode in video. So, for the audio listeners, I've got the equivalent of a GoPro. It's an it's a 4K action cam. And eventually what I'm going to do is I'm going to have one of these strapped to my chest when I go, you know, game shopping, game hunting. And then I'll film the footage of me finding and doing these challenges that Zach and I are going to lay out for each other. But in the meantime, until I got this little bad boy right here, I've just been using my iPhone and trying to capture footage of myself and my kids at yard sales, flea markets and things of that nature. Which iPhone do you have? Uh, I've got, I've got the 11. Cause that might almost be better video quality than your actually little camera there. I mean, the video quality is pretty good on it and it, it might, it might be and the, it might be that I need to just use my, the problem is with my business, my phone is always going off. My phone is always ringing. My phone's, I mean, my texts are going off. My teams are always going off. My emails always going off. So it's very frustrating when you're trying to video to shoot video. And like a lot of the segments that I've been recording are kind of short bursts because my phone is just go, 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 go. And since I, I, I took the sales manager position in our branch, like now I'm the point of contact for our account executives. I'm the point of contact for our teammates. So like my phone just, especially during the week, it's not as bad on the weekends, but during the week, if I'm hunting during the week, it's like constantly going off. So having an actual camera is going to be better for me in the long run but i do think that it compared to my little action cam versus my actual uh, iphone footage i think they'll be comparable maybe the iphone will be a little bit better but what i've been doing is i've been going i've just been kind of video taking video of what i've been looking through some of the yard sales we've gone through and i'm compiling footage from all of that to release you know in that first week of november and video Format so that everyone can see how bad I spank Zach's booty in this challenge. <laughs> I mean, you probably will. Let's be honest. I did. I did find a very notorious name in in horror gaming, but it, it not not the most notorious. I'm, I'm I'm really trying to work for this one. This guy he hasn't he he he, get, he hasn't messaged me back today, but we'll see. Well, I hope it works out for you because I I scored pretty good, and then I scored again, and then I scored again. Now. Granted, some of these aren't great. Some of these scores aren't great. But essentially, the challenge that you laid out in our Facebook group, which if you're listening to the show and you want to get involved in the conversations, the shenanigans, the memes, all that good stuff, you can go to our Loot Bros Podcast Facebook group or our Discord. So, Zach, you got on there and you laid out a challenge saying, basically, for the month of October, you and I need to go in the wild 
go on Facebook Marketplace and find what would be the most valuable or rarest horror game for under $20. And your 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 suggestion to to work your way up would might even be to trade up. So you, maybe you get like a, a $2 cheapy horror game, common game, and then you trade that up for another one, you trade that for another one, trade it up, 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 all right? The rules were do not use your sites like eBay, um, Amazon. I would lump in Macari and uh, Shop Goodwill. You know what I'm saying? Any of those online retailers or online auction sites. But we did agree the Facebook Marketplace was okay as long as it's local. Okay. So what I've been doing is I've been I've been going to yard sales like crazy. I've probably been to 30 yard sales and dude, I kid you not. And I was messaging you for like the first three weeks. There was nothing. There's nothing. So I've got a lot of footage that I'm not going to use, but there's a lot of footage where I'll just kind of like zip through, or you might have 30 seconds of this yard sale, a minute of this yard sale. And my kids, it's so funny because they want to do YouTube videos so bad, but like, I don't really, I don't, I don't really like to do it. You know? I don't like being on camera. You know, we just, I mean, how long we've we been doing the show together and we're just now turning the cameras on. Right. I'm just now starting to record uh, a video. And the reason why is I got to get better in front of the camera. Cause I have to do a lot of stuff for my business on camera. So what better way to cut your teeth than on the podcast? Right? So it's not my favorite thing to do, but filming away from me, you know, game hunting, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? The camera's not on me. It's on what I'm looking through, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, my thrifting, all that stuff. So we had a good time. The kids really enjoyed it. There's going to be some little bloopers. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. There's going to be some little bloopers in there where it's like, I say bloopers, but little funny bits where my son, every time he saw the phone in my hand, he was like, Daddy, are you recording? Daddy, are you recording? Are you making a video? Daddy, are you making a video? Are you making a video? I said, son, I swear I'm going to loop you saying that over and over and over. But we're having a good time. The kids are involved. So your challenge has actually turned into an activity for me and my children to do together that they're really enjoying. So for that, thank you. And this toast that we're getting ready to do, that we do at the beginning of every episode of Lou Bros. Look at that. Look at that Celsius. Look at that. Look at that orange, baby. Mm. Hey, you want to bang? Bang. Yeah, bang, bang. All right. Bang. Aha. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this week's uh, toast goes out to our Patreon producers. We have Redbeard Rick. We have MZ Nitro. We have uh, That One Seagull. Uh, my name is Effing Mayo. And we have Sadik, the king of the Xbox leaderboards, even when he's not. Uh, and this week, I also want to toast to the mother Ethan Snyder verse, baby. It's coming back. Yes, yes. Henry Cavill's back in Superman. Let's go. Yeah, one fucking spoiler. I know, right? Freaking The Rock didn't even let anybody see the movie. He's like, yeah, he's back. (laughs) Right? Hmm. Also, in the way of announcements, two more things, actually. Good Lord. We got a lot tonight. Uh, two more things. So uh, I know I haven't said it in the past few weeks, but if you guys go into the description of the, the each and every episode, you can check out our promo code for Ted's Collectibles. If you go on his Etsy store, use the promo code Loot Bros, you can get 10% off of your trading cards. You can get your own Platinums, Achievements, all that good stuff. Hey, guys, check this out. See this right here? You can't see it in the if you're listening to the show, but, but the crew can see it. See that? That's the Dying Light Platinum. 
Ted's collectible trading card. Look at that, Kalai. Do you have this? No, but feel free to buy it for me. Oh, no. What about this one? Resident Evil 5? Look at that. See that platinum? Mm. What's that? Spec out the line? That's another good one. Hang on, one more. So, so wait, wait here. I'll make you a deal. So if I can get five, if I get five platinums for the end of the year, not in rat plats, you're gonna buy. You, will you buy me a set, dude? Yeah, because you won't do it. There you go. You Ooh. you joined the trophy competition and you have you're playing Xbox. Hey, Modern Warfare Two though. Oh, we'll talk but about you that. you could have been we'll playing it on that. PlayStation. You could have been playing I, I, on PlayStation. I, no, because I didn't bring a PlayStation with me out of town. I, I have I have the PC, but I can't and I can't play it on PlayStation on PC. But you joined a trophy competition. You're right, and, you're and, I, already, and, and I already have my pl- I already have my first two platinums planned out for this competition. Let's go. Tell you what, you get five plats, I'll buy your cards for you. That's happening. That's the deal. You heard it here, Blue Bros. All right, here we go. Let's go around the horn. Let's see what everybody's been playing. Kalai, you seem very preoccupied tonight. I don't know. Well, I had to get through all those announcements. They are great announcements. Some would say the very best announcements. So. I have been playing um, Marvel Snap. I have too. <laughs> I have too. How good is it? It's it's so it's so much fun for like a for like a little card game. That's actually what I'm playing right now. I'm not gonna um, <laughs> yeah, I was really really surprised how good it is, and the microtransactions I feel are very very low. They're 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 minimal, if none at all. If you really want to like get away, you can get away with like none at all. Period. Yeah, what level are you? I'm 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 about to load my collection level here in a second. Can you guys explain to me what Marvel Snap is? Because I keep seeing ads for it, but I don't. I mean, in Facebook, but I don't. Oh. I don't know what it is. It's so really, it's like, really- a, it's like a it's like a card game, but essentially, what uh, each of your cards have certain abilities, and then you have to win with the most power at two areas out of the three that are in you. Yeah, there's three there. locations. There's three yep. locations. You have six rounds to play your cards. After that, you are um, whoever wins wins, and you get little cubes. That's how you level up. If you lose and you, it's called snap. You can double the amount of winning experience you get. But if you lose, you lose that amount of experience. I don't know if you realize that or not. Yes, yeah, I've I've won on double snaps a lot. Me too. Uh, What's your username on it? Uh, like me. Bearded, bearded nerd usually bearded nerd. um uh, yeah. my collection level is 130 oh, really <laughs> i think i'm close to that too that sounded like a subtle flex um i i've, I've been playing it a lot i i and, and i don't lose a lot of games i know i i made a really really good deck with just level like all level 1 characters I have a deck like that. I have a deck that synergizes off other things too. Where is my username, bro? I'm up to 104. I just wish there was a way like we could be friends so I could play you. Yeah, I don't know how that works. There might be. Or maybe that's something that'll be great in the future. But yeah, my collection level is 130 at this point. Yeah, and this game is, I think, also on Switch. I don't know. I don't know about that. You want to look it up while I can I'll look it up while you talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and like the neat thing is you can collect the cards and then you can level up the cards and you can go from like a regular standard card to like a 3D image to like an animated. So the whole point is to like to level up your cards and make them look cooler. 
Yo. Uh, I've also been playing Cult of the Lamb. I kind of got back into that game because I really need to beat that game. I bought a new game this week. It just came out. I have not had a chance to play it. Um, I don't know if you guys are kind of old enough to remember the. Do you guys remember the Garbage Pail Kids? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we, we all saw your post, Kali. Come on, it's awesome. It's the Garbage Pail Kids. So <laughs> I, I bought that game, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. It's on my list. Uh, hopefully this weekend, because last weekend I was at my mother's house, so I really didn't have a lot of time to play anything. I uh, did that. Yeah. Actually went out and saw Rocky the musical. How was that? It was actually really good. I was really surprised. Nothing, not, nothing crazy. Hey, Rocky. Uh, oh. I mean, they Do did. Great... Yeah, well, here, funny story. I've never seen. I've never seen Rocky. Right? I know. What? I know. I know. And my mom was like, "How could you never have seen Rocky?" I was like, it came, it was, I was two years old when it came out. She's like, no, it wasn't Kali. That would make me old. So, <laughs> and we're in line to go to the bathroom. And the woman in front of me goes, now you're making me feel old. And my mom's like, well, she's my daughter. So, <laughs> so we got back to our seats and I looked it up. Rocky came out in 1976. I said, mom, I wasn't even born when Rocky came out. Dang, flex on your mom. So <laughs> they did. A fantastic rendition of Eye of the Tiger, which is pretty funny. So then we get imagine. home. Yeah, we get home and my mom's like, I gotta find Rocky. You gotta watch Rocky. Thank God you couldn't find the movie. <laughs> 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 gonna make it. But like we went out to this really nice restaurant. We paid a lot of freaking money and the food was terrible. It made Jim sick. So like at one o'clock in the morning, I was cleaning up after Jim. So, Oof. Yeah, so I really haven't had time to play a lot of stuff but i dig that i dig it all right zach what else what have you been playing okay uh started playing the modern warfare 2 remake campaign my god it's good the opening scene made me wet myself okay okay I, I, it, it made it, it made it made me go but doing 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 um it's no no spoilers because I feel like Daryl's going to get it soon and he's and he's gonna and we'll do a deep dive on that. Maybe that'll be next month's deep dive. Uh dude, I have been not buying games. So Well, I don't, I don't well, I don't care. You're gonna buy this game, you understand? <laughs> we'll I'm not, see, I, not to interrupt you or anything, but I was trying to figure out what systems Marvel Snap is on. And uh, I iOS, just, Android, and Windows. Oh, okay. And I just saw an absolute article that said Marvel Snap lets you kill Uncle Ben over and over again. <laughs> Jeez, that's messed up. Mm. Uh, it's okay. I saw a, I saw a Macho Man Randy Savage promo so the other day and I was right. like, oh he I was like, oh he did. What's wrong, Daryl? My wife. <laughs> Fighter. Um, so I've been playing that. I've also been playing Marvel Snap this week as well. I haven't really had a lot of time to play games. Uh, I got in a couple of games of Schmite on um, on Tuesday, I think. Tuesday. Okay. Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. 
I don't care. I, I got a couple of games to smite in, which was nice. Got to play with the boys a little bit. Got to just kind of relax and decompress. I've been working a lot, a lot. And then uh, I'm actually going to tonight, uh, whenever we're done recording, I'm going to start playing through Stray. Okay. And I think Speaking that's of gonna, Stray. That'll probably, be, <laughs> that'll probably be my first platinum. Well, follow and, a guide because it's only, if you can get it in eight hours, if you follow a guide. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, that's the part of our competition that's great is they have to have guides. Oh, so you're doing another competition? No, the game where the the competition we're in, the game oh, has yeah. to have it has to have a trophy guide. Okay. It has to have one, or he he doesn't count it as as legitimate. I don't gotcha. know why, but I mean, okay, I mean, cool. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm gonna go through yeah. trophy guides for everything. I think I'm gonna do that one, and then I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I have two things written down, but I'm not 100 percent sure what I'm. Gonna um, so, I'll pro- so, I'll, so I'm gonna start streaming and playing Stray on PlayStation Plus tonight. I still get them trophies. There you go. That's all that matters. Got to get them. Did you just say you're gonna start playing tonight? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he's an insomniac. Except I, he I, does. Didn't he just go over? He didn't bring his PlayStation. PlayStation Plus on my PC. Yeah, he can play that. He just can't play Modern Warfare on his PC. Yeah, because I. Yeah, because it wouldn't count. Oh, I can, but it wouldn't count as PlayStation. It would literally just count as Steam, probably. Or yeah. Activision Blizzard, um, but no, no, I pre I pre-ordered the Vault Edition for Xbox. Get the fuck out of here! I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get my achievements too. I gotta get them. Gotta get my achievements. Um, but yeah, that's really all I've been playing this week. Um, I did. Oh, Daryl, you're gonna be excited about this. I've never played a Silent Hill game. I downloaded uh, the Silent Hill HD collection, the Silent Hill Two and Three. Yes, yes. I was just talking about that on my solo episode. It's good stuff. It's good yep, stuff. Downloaded. It was only it, it, it was on sale for twenty bucks during the Halloween sale for Xbox. So, actually, I think I, I think I was talking about that on the uh, Super Lubros. I think that's actually when I talked about it. But it's either okay. way, yeah, I was just recently on one of the episodes I've done. I, I I've talked about I talked about that briefly, and yes, because um, it's awesome. And I don't care what anybody says that they those versions they're like the lighting is different. They like they they beefed up the lighting in it and they um they changed some things so it doesn't look as good as the original versions on the original hardware. But it those games they've patched them. They work well. They work great. I played through Silent Hill two last year. Chef's kiss. <laughs> oh, and 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 another thing I'm really excited about you guys. You guys won't hear this before. Before the other episode airs, I'm going to see SmackDown tomorrow night. Oh dang! I'm excited. I'm Let's excited. I'm, I'm really excited because we were. It was weird. We were recording the random episode. Are we recording our first episode? And I was like randomly, like in my head, I was like, "Hey, I wonder if any live wrestling events are going to go on while I'm there." And as soon as I typed in, I was like, "There ain't no way." The first Friday I'm there, I was like, "Bet." I was like, "Here's my money. Take it." There you go. Sweet, sweet. What you, what you been playing? I know you've been busy this week. Uh, I've been busy, but not necessarily playing games. So there's really only three games that I want to talk about that I've been playing. Uh, number one, Ghost of Tsushima. It is absolutely excellent. Been playing the fool out of it. I think actually I can bring up my time right now. I know this game is so good. And like when I first started playing this game, I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to totally just play it real quick. I'm just going to run through the story so that way I can talk about it. And you know what? I just can't. I cannot bring myself to actually just run through the story. 
I'm having nope. way too much fun. Same. I am not. I'm not going to be done for the deep dive. Not going to happen. There is a very strong chance that I won't be. Excuse me, done either, but that's okay. I'm bringing on two guests that not only have completed the game, but one of them is brand new to the community and he'll be brand new, a guest on the show. But he has really, really, really pumped and maxed out all his legends characters and playing the online for it. So um, I've got us some, I've got us covered with some experts in the field that we can have conversation with. Now, I'm it's probably gonna be a rowdy episode, so I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, but yeah, is there going to be spoilers? Because if so, I just can't show up. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah, what we're. Yeah, really, yeah. Okay, spo- yeah, then I might not be able to sh- show up for that one because I. It's a spoiler episode. It's our, yeah. our, our yeah. game club. You know, we got to talk about the game, so we we can we can probably deviate from spoiling the ending, you know, and some of the main story beats. But I mean, there's going to be a lot of conversation about the game. Um, that being said. I've been playing it. I am 30 hours in. I just looked at my time. I am 29 hours and 28 minutes into the game. I'm in act two and it is so much fun to play the game. Like I thought the same thing. I was just going to like mainline the story. I can't do it. Like I'm, I'm just, just crazy playing through this game, having a good time. And I do keep finding my, I keep finding myself, um, Going into the areas where you it says it gives you a warning and says you're you're uh, going into an area with overwhelming resistance or something like that, and I keep finding myself still trying to take everybody on even though they shoot flaming arrows and kill you almost instantly. Um, but it's good, it's quite good. I'm enjoying the game. The gameplay is so fun. The lighting engine in this thing, holy crap, dude! Holy crap, it's so pretty. Um, that I've been playing uh, Lego Batman Two on the PlayStation Vita. So uh, my most recent platinum trophy is a Lego Marvel Avengers on the Vita. And that game I had a a very bipolar love-hate relationship with. When I liked it, I really liked it. When I wasn't feeling it, I really wasn't feeling it. And that is very much just something with Lego with me. Like they're fun when they are fun and then they are not when they're not. And essentially the way these Lego games kind of break down is you have to beat the games in on story mode. Then you have to beat the game again in free play mode. Then you have to do all the grindy one-off stuff and unlock all your red bricks, get all your mini kits and things. And since I don't work so hard physically, like with my job now is a mentally strenuous job, not a physically strenuous job. I stay up way later than I was for years. <laughs> and now until midnight, just sit in the bed beside my wife watching horror movies and playing the Vita while she's passed out. So uh, the past few nights I've watched both the thing from like 1970, whatever John Carpenter's thing. And then I watched the uh, 2011 prelude to the thing. Both of those are pretty good movies. Um, and then I've just been playing the Vita, just kind of chipping away on it. I beat Lego Marvel or excuse me, Lego Batman two. And um, I'm working on the platinum now. So that's uh, that's going to be my next platinum for sure. And the only other thing I've been playing, and this is something that I am very, very surprised that it's worth, that it's good at all. And that is Resident Evil Reverse. So if you own Resident Evil Village, then you get access to the, the, to the free multiplayer mode that they made. And it's called Reverse. And it's basically a arena shooter. With Wait, Resident that Evil came characters out? in it? I yes, it assumed, came out. I just assumed that it never came out. 
Well, they, 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 they delayed it a year. And then now, um, technically tomorrow on the 28th, as of the time of recording tomorrow, um, the resident evil village DLC comes out with the, the third person camera a, a mode and the, um, the, the Rose, um, whatchamacallit, the, um, shadow Rose, a Rose story Rose, whatever it is, uh, the DLC, essentially the, the, the kind of end the Ethan story, whatever, um, that the, the multiplayer mode reverse was launching with it. So it's out. Um, you, it's, it's pretty good, man. Like it's surprisingly good. Like I didn't even want, I thought it was going to be like, um, like umbrella core, you know, like I thought it was going to be like really like not great, but a good time. If you got some friends together, like the first day I couldn't get in because the uh, Capcom ID thing wasn't working. So the second day it went live, which it went live on the 24th. Um, I started playing it and I just kind of played through some of my breaks throughout the day on my lunch break and stuff. Oh my gosh. I was like, really? I mean, it's just, don't get me wrong. It's very limited. There's a handful of characters. It's got a very basic early access battle pass. Cause technically it's early access until tomorrow, but um, it's got two maps. It launched with two maps. I don't know if they're going to have more maps uh, starting tomorrow, but it's got two maps, the RPD um, police department and the Baker's house from Resident Evil seven. And essentially it's arena shooter. It's got, it's just death match. But once you die, you turn into an enemy and then you can fight each other, fight enemies, you know, like a, like a, a molded creature or one of the creatures from the different games. Or is when you're playing as a human and you're running around, you know, having the arena, sh- just shooting people. If you find vials of the virus, like the more you pick up the more, um, the different permutations and mutations you turn into. So for example, you might start as just a regular clunky molded from Resident Evil seven. But if you get one vial of the G virus, you'd turn into one of those sewer monsters from Resident Evil two remake. And they have their own set of abilities. If you get two vials, you might turn into Jack Baker from Resident Evil 7, or you might turn into the Nemesis or the Tyrant, things like that. So it's very interesting, the uh, the different characters that you can be and the abilities they all come with. And it's very much like a class-based style shooter, so each character has their own abilities. I got nine out of the 12 trophies that it launched with in the first 48 hours just playing casually just having a good time so uh it's quite good i enjoy it um it's definitely something that i'll continue to play i wanted to put a crew together in the loot bros podcast group to 100 this thing it's going to be way easier to 100 than i expected because a lot of their multiplayer stuff is really grindy so this one just says complete the battle pass you know and then basically you'll accomplish everything else naturally so uh, it's pretty good pretty good I, i'm 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 having a good time with it as a Resident Evil fan. It's some fun, nonsensical little shooter. And if you own Resident Evil 8 Village, you get this game. So there's no reason why you shouldn't at least give it a shot, in my opinion. So, so all I heard was uh, Daryl's PP has went ba doing, ba doing, doing, doing. Doing, doing, doing. Somebody was listening to Eminem before the show. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's quite good. I like it. So I know we said we like to do the leaderboards and stuff in post, but I'm going to run through them real fast because I've already got everything brought up. Okay. Um, 
as our for our backlog beatdown, I'm gonna start with that actually because I've got that menu brought up first. Oh, I was gonna but say, it, did you want me to do that? Uh, I mean, if you got access to it, I mean, you look like you're you're deep into your game over there. I, I mean, <laughs> I have it up because I also I brought my iPad up thinking I was gonna have to do it, and then I remembered you right. do it in post, and now you're not doing it in post. So I'm not, I, I totally see because curveball. Glad you're ready. Okay, good. Then you can go ahead and do the backlog beatdown, and then I'll I'll uh, do I'll jump to the leaderboards after that. Okay, let's start with I'm signing on you, bro, with 146. Yeah. CJ Anderson with 99. Yeah. You got 99 problems and a PS5 ain't one. Oh. Uh, we have Diago at 96. Redbeard Brick at 94. Daryl at 91. Oh, Daryl, you shut up. That's why you wanted to read the boards off. Joe at 71. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> Gareth is at 70. JT is at 61. Jared's at 39. Uh, I'm gonna I'm at 24. I'm getting there. Yeah, you'll hit a hundred one uh, day. Zach, you're at 21. And yeah, Zach. Oh, 42 J, which is my husband, is at seven. <laughs> so Okay, okay. Yeah, I I think most of the bottom half hasn't changed much lately. No, no. That's why I was kind of only reading. Like I knew Jim just did a new game, so I read his out. Yep, most of the bottom ones, like like Zach, most of the bottom ones haven't haven't really changed much. I went up <laughs> two points. Thank uh, you. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll finish your game the rest of, before the year's out. Maybe, maybe not. I gotta Who get knows? five platinums. That's what you platinums. say. That's what you say. I okay. just told. All right, all right, in all fairness, five platinums is a little bit more achievable than a hundred games in a year. True. True. We'll see what happens. We'll and, I said happens. They, and I said they, they, they're they not going to be rat flats. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see what you got then, big boy. Let's see. Bring it on. All I right, here we go. Realize, by the way, I did not realize, and this was my fault, and I'm very sorry. I have to apologize to Tricky. No, He's not going to actually listen to this, so I'm all right. Um, he, I didn't even realize that we could replay games that we have already played, if, as long as we didn't play them this year, which is like, I guess I, I got confused because, you know, I thought, oh, backlog beat down, but no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we we did give uh, everyone the opportunity to replay games that they played maybe last year, year before. And um, as long so. as you, as long as you're starting a new game, you can you can play that game uh, this year. And then, as long as you play it on a different console, you can play it more than once this year. Actually, that's right. As long as you don't play the same game two times on the same platform. So very yep. nice. Awesome, awesome. All right, so we're gonna head over to our True Trophies custom leaderboard. Uh, we got Steigen Wolf 4 in first place uh, with 251 trophies. Now, on True Trophies and True Achievements, you, when you create your little um, account and you, you put your gamer tag on there or whatever, you can have a little bio. I love reading everybody's bios when they, when they put them on there. So Steigen Wolf says, check out my YouTube one-up wonders. So a quick little plug there for Steigen Wolf. I've never checked out your YouTube, but you know what? I see it. I saw. I see what you did there, and I'm going to check it out. Okay. Second place, Affectatious Donk with 77 trophies. Affectatious Donk's little bio, fully erect. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it says, man. Got to read it out. Got to read it. Third place, why. Resident Daryl with 48 trophies. Not a bad week for me. So, my bio says check out my podcast, Loot Bros, and check out my band, Ninja Loot. There you go. And if you're listening to this episode, you get force-fed Ninja Loot songs. So, you're welcome. In fourth place, we have Mr. Matt spelled backwards with 31 
uh, trophies. And then in fifth place, the Grounded Gamer with 26. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some good stuff right there. Then the Loot Bros podcast custom leaderboard for the Xbox nerds. We have Sony Pony to you with 1,515 achievement points. And uh, Mr. Sony Pony has been playing some Gotham Knights. I'm a little sad I didn't pick that up. I got to be honest. Like the reviews are, are getting are bad. It sounds like the frame rate's janky. It's got some bugs in it. So this really screams of a game that's going to need a little bit of updating and polishing to make it make I'm it not pop. Gonna lie. I'm really surprised that you haven't like picked it up because you're a big DC fan. Probably the biggest one you know. The thing is, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm really trying to not buy new games. Um, you know, a couple things. A, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the mortgage business really sucks right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I have yeah, been there. Yeah, I'm not making a ton of money right now. So, I'm trying to spend as little as possible on things that I don't need. And then uh, the other thing is I've got so many games. Like, it's really hard for me to go spend 70 bucks on. Gotham Knights, when I've got Ghost of Tsushima that I've owned since it came out, and we're in the middle of a game club for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to mention, I keep, for my eBay store, and for our little challenge, I've been buying up, gobbling up older games for cheap. So it's like, I could spend $70 on one game and realistically, with Gotham Knights, so that my son and I can play it together, I'm going to need to buy it digitally so I can share it between the two consoles. So I can spend $70 on a digital game that seems like, from all the reviewers' perspectives, it, it needs some work. Or I can spend $30 and get stacks of games. You guys see this? This is one of my pickups from the other day. Look at this. I got two PS Vita games. Two, three, four PSP games. Ask me how much I pay for all that. 20 bucks. Yes, how, exactly. 20 and bucks. How, how, how many games are you going to play out of that? Um, well, I'll probably play these. So. You play MLB The Show? Yeah, actually, funny story. When we went on our anniversary trip this past... Um, last week, the 19th. Well, the weekend before that, we actually hooked up the PS Vita TV in our van. Check the style out. And we put MLB the show on there and we put we play Minecraft. Which uh the Vita version of Minecraft, it's only single player. You can't split screen. So yeah, anyways. So yeah, some cool stuff on there. I mean, I I so like this is I got I got another copy of FIFA and a, and a copy of Madden right here. So I already own these games, so the resale value is pr- still pretty high on the sports games for Vita. So part of me is thinking about selling them and buying more Vita games. Another part of me is thinking about just keeping them because currently I have like 87 or something PS Vita games physically. So I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Uh, but Xbox leaderboards. Second place, GDI Master Ace, 1,507 achievement points. That is GDI's biggest week yet since he's been on the leaderboards. Congratulations, my friend. Very good. Very good. Uh, third place, I'm styling your bro with 515 achievement points. He is chipping away at the Master Chief Collection. He has beaten the first four Halo games, and it looks like he might be going for some completion of stuff there. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's very good. And then in fourth place, we have Sadik with 510 achievement points. Playing some Vampire Survivors. Have you played this yet, Kalai? Because this sounds like your style of game. No, I haven't. What type of style of game is that? So, from what I understand, Vampire Survivors is basically like a one-button game. It's an auto-shooter. And you get t- it's very like like 8-bit style. Uh, f- from what I understand, it, it started off as like a browser game. But you can get like you get like tons and tons and tons of enemies on the screen, and it's like a, it just kind of auto shoots. You just point where you want it to go. Um, but it's got, I guess, some roguelike aspects to it. I've heard other podcasts talk about it, but I've never played it. So, but I hear it's very addictive and very fun. And just when I hear people talk about it, I think, oh man, Kali might like that. Oh, I'll have to check it out because yeah, so- I can find the one button. There you go. Hey, gives you up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that went over my head for a second there. Wow. All right. You know what? I'm going to a little palate cleanser here. <laughs> I have 87 physical Vita games. So. <laughs> Neither you know they are. All right. Fifth place, T Bird 803. He is still alive, hanging in there. 370 achievement points. He's been playing a Plague Tale Requiem, which I also. Really, really, really want to play that one. So, the original or the second one? Requiem, the new one. Requiem. Oh yeah, the, that's the on my list. It's on Game Pass. So, if you it, if you want to cheat the developers out of getting the full full money, no, I totally want to get game. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna probably play it on on Game Pass. I just again, it's just been so crazy. And then this weekend, I was like, yeah, I can have a chance to relax this weekend. No, this weekend because you know. If if my like life has not been hell enough with the fact that, you know, my father-in-law passed away, we put my mother-in-law in a home, we had to sell their houses, I had to kick the cut my cousins, my husband's cousins out of this place they were squatting in so we could sell it, sell it, you know, Jim had surgery. If off that wasn't enough, I had a leak in my roof and when I had a roofer take a look at it, he's like, you need a new roof and I only got one 10 years ago. So on Saturday at seven o'clock in the morning, the roofers are coming to start demolishing and putting a new roof on my house and my mother is coming up to pick up the meat she bought for me (laughs) so jeez yeah staying busy i am staying busy and i'm like i just don't want to do last week last weekend it was hysterical i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna play me some ghost of tashima every time i sat down i had to do something my mom was having computer problems, so like she couldn't stop complaining. She was like, I'm going to buy a new laptop and go work someplace else. So I had to go Google that, figure that out, get down, I have to get up and do something else. I'm like, I just want to play Ghost of the games. <laughs> so That's funny. Story of my life. I literally wanted to sit down before the podcast and play more Call of Duty and... Since Call of Duty releases tonight, it's like, hey, here's the fattest update ever since you only have the campaign. That's and right. I'm on hotel Wi-Fi downloading it 4.37 megabits per second, trying to download 63 gigs. Isn't Good luck. Isn't it, though, like, isn't Call of Duty the worst thing to play on opening night because of the fact that it's, you know, everybody's wants to play it? I don't, I, I don't care about the multiplayer. I just want to play the campaign. The campaign oh. ain't online. It's offline. Yep. But yes, you're right. Everyone pounds those servers on open night for Call of Duty. So, but all right. 
so here we are. Uh, we only have one, maybe two community questions for the week. All right, so we're going to knock those out real fast, and then we're going to jump into uh, this week's official topic, which I think is going to be quite a fun one. Twat, right. twat, 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 twat. You're a little you early like, there. Ooh, uh, did come I can, early. I can, I, <laughs> you know, I've been out here like talking about my podcast with a couple of with a couple of work peers, and then one was like, "I'm going to listen to, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a listen." And I'm just like, "Oh God, this is going to be, yeah, <laughs> dude, you really find oh some things God. out about me." I, I got a really funny story. Oh, I'm sorry, you keep going. <laughs> no, I just told him he was going to really find some things out about me. Oh, that's so funny. So we're at um, this past Saturday. We had the uh, final like cookout slash hangout with. Um, our uh our kids soccer teams i coach two soccer teams still and one of the dads was just like announced in front of everybody all the parents all the kids how's the gaming podcast coming and dude it embarrassed me (laughs) i was like why am i embarrassed that i do a video game podcast but like i just wasn't prepared you know what i'm saying like i didn't realize and uh it seems like he listens to it and he was just kind of asking how things were going, but he announced it in, in, in just a way that I was like, I just was caught off guard. I was like, um, I was like, it's going good, man. Just, you know, I was like, unfortunately I missed last week, you know, but it's going good. And I, was, I really wanted to have a conversation with him about it, but I wasn't prepared for someone to announce that I do a video game podcast in front of other adults, which I don't know why that matters, but it just caught me off guard. I was like, I'm a nerd. <laughs> oh, that's that's her. I have another funny story for you. Go for it. So my new job, they sent us our. We got our laptops. We started working. We're doing a whole bunch of training, and like they're like, I'm looking at all training videos, and they got you know they're sharing our screens, and I got this one little screen. I'm like, oh my god, I miss having my second screen. Well, last week we had gotten an email. Do you want one or two screens on your and your keyboard? I was like, oh, I want, I want two two new screens so i'm like i'm getting two screens plus my laptop screen i'm gonna have three screens set up at home it's gonna be fantastic i'm all excited so people start getting their their boxes i hadn't gotten mine yet and one of the girls goes oh my monitor came and i didn't even realize it was for me because it said gaming on it and you know i thought my my boyfriend had ordered some kind of gaming thing and i'm like what so I'm texting Jim, who's in the, the room next to me. I'm like, one girl got her monitor. It's a gaming on it. He's like, Clyde, they're not going to send you a gaming monitor. That was stupid. Like, it's probably like, you know, an advertisement. I said, oh, it's from Dell. And Dell does have the Alienware division. So it's probably just advertising. Yeah. He goes, yeah, get my my new my new uh, actual monitor. It's very big, which you really can't see it right now. My camera. I think if I do it, if I do this, I'll be able to show it to you. It's kind of over there. It's huge. It's for like for like a work at home situation. It's like twenty seven inches, and I'm getting Ooh. a I'm getting a second one. <laughs> getting a second one. There you so go. I I like I get it. I finally get a chance to put it up on my fifteen minute break. I throw it up. I put it. I fix everything. I'm like, oh my god, Jim, it's so big. So I had. <laughs> I, I, I had oh my god, Jim, it's so big. <laughs> and my monitor's here. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like, I'm like, okay, so I, so I go to PT, I had to go for physical therapy and I came back and Jim's like, I'm really, I want to apologize, Kali. 
they really did actually send you a gaming monitor. My monitor is literally, he's like, it's like one millisecond. There you go. Yeah, it's an actual, it's called the OmniLine from Dell. It's an actual gaming monitor, and I'm getting a second one. (laughs) That's awesome. Good job. Good job. Yep. I bought a gaming monitor for myself for my work at home situation. So I've got a 32 inch TV in front of me that I use and then a 27 inch curved gaming monitor. These two are not the same. <laughs> like they look completely different. So I've actually got my PS5 hooked up on it because this is a 1440. I don't remember the refresh rate, but it's good enough. It looks great. And then this is a 1080 60. Seeing the two side by side, oof. Oof. Yep. It's crazy. So, all right. Uh, let's knock out the uh, community questions. I think there's two. Uh, Matt G., our good friend and co host of the Driftcast, writes in and says, Do you believe it's okay for stores to start selling Christmas decorations before Halloween has officially happened? Starting with you, Kali. Oh, definitely not. I can't even. And, like, you know, by the time we get to Christmas, you're already going to see like Valentine's Day candy out. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Zach? What do you how you feel about Christmas decorations hitting the store shelves before Halloween's over? I like Christmas, but I like Halloween better. Fuck off! Let me sing my spooky tales. Don't I don't want to hear jingle bells. That's right. And you just rhyme. What are you doing? Uh, un- un- unintentionally. <laughs> Bro, my my brother and I went to lunch together today with a coworker who's uh who's leaving our branch. And we there's there's already one of my brother's neighbors already has all their Christmas decor out. Like they skip Halloween and Thanksgiving altogether. Like it's legit. Would, they have everything. Nope. I would make sure that a couple of light bulbs go missing from their lights and they have to find them all and replace them. And I'd also make sure I pop their inflatables. Dude, the whole the whole nine. The whole freaking the whole freaking yard was was uh, little drummer boys and candy canes and everything. Jokes on them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to roll up with some crazy string and we'll put some spider webs on that bitch. There you go. Do it. Do it. One of my neighbors actually has like a graveyard set up, but they have Christmas lights running the the, the yard. So they kind of did something with the two of them. It actually looked pretty cool. It look it almost looks like I'm sure it's not the case, but it almost looks like you could take the tombstones and all the spooky stuff out, and then boom, Christmas is still there. So that'd be some next level stuff and if I you could actually stage it. Yep, if you put them all out right, and then you just interchange the big ticket items with spooky to Christmassy stuff. So, our good friend Jared, the the old stink palm, writes in and says, "Today is Thursday, Resident Daryl." You need time to make your Sony Pony costume before Monday with a question mark. So I think the word do is supposed to be in there. I think he's asking me if I need time to make my costume, not necessarily telling me I need time. So I'm going to address both. Yes, it's Thursday. This is the new recording night for the Loot Rest Podcast. Um, Do I need time? No, I don't need time because I'm a pirate this year, not a pony. There is a difference. And if you're telling me I need time, well, thanks for looking out, but I think I'm good. 
I'm just going to point out to all of our users that one of the biggest games on the Xbox is Sea of Thieves, and you're going to be a pirate, so therefore he's going to be an Xbox guy from now on. He's giving up his pony ways. <laughs> there you go. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Or maybe because I want to get Matt G on the show to teach me how to be an emulator, or to how to use emulators. Maybe I want to be a pirate. Maybe I want to steal my game. <laughs> it, 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 J, JT messaged me something that was happy and sad today. He's like, I'm midway through the episode. Go scuff or go home. And I was like, oh, yeah. You're, yeah. I, I, I was like, well, I'm glad you're enjoying the controller. He's like, yeah, I'm about to buy the PS. I'm about to buy the PS5 DualSense scuff controller. He's like, I'm going to buy that one now. I was like, oh, no. There you go. <laughs> he's he's converting. <laughs> no, don't do it. Dude, both my red PS5 controller and my black PS5 controller have drift. And next on the Driftcast, Resident Daryl. Dude, yes. It's crazy. I was listening to a podcast the other day where people were complaining about their their launch controllers not having drift, but their other ones having drift. Well, guess what? As of today, my launch controller started to get drift, too. Guess what? Still ain't got drift. Go scuff or go home. Dude. That sucks, man. Like, this is ridiculous. My Joy-Cons have drift. My Xbox controllers have drift. My freaking PlayStation. Like, I got to learn how to fix these things because I can't afford to keep buying new controllers. Uh, buy scuff once and you won't have to buy any controllers again. Is scuff, is scuff really that good? Yeah, 110%. I, I, play, I play shooters on a regular basis. Those are, those are like, so I'm jamming on these and moving and like slamming these joysticks and they had nothing. Everything's still the same as the day I got it. Thing is, is there's there's four human beings that use uh that use um controllers in this house. And I ain't buying scuff for all of them. Hey, all I'm saying yeah, but what I'm saying hey, you hear me out. Guess what? When we were kids we had to deal with it. They can deal with the stick drift. You buy yourself the nice controllers. This sucks, man. I was pissed. I bought that midnight black controller. When it launched, because I was like, dude, this thing is sick, and it's got drift. I bought my son. It was $75 for his Crimson Red controller. Drift. And I'm like, I'm over here not using these expensive A controllers, using my launch controller, and then today I plug it in. I'm, I'm playing, and it's happened twice now where it's slowly wanting to drift off. It's only going to get worse. Sucks. So, all right, here we go, guys. This week's official topic. Since this episode is launching on Halloween, we decided we would get together and tell spooky stories, specifically ghost stories. Bonus points if they're gaming stories. Kalai. What? Oh, I didn't oh, even do realize that they, they didn't have to be gaming stories. Damn it. Okay. Uh, I, twat, 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 twat. There you go. I pitched it as gaming ghost stories, so we want we we want to keep it in the gaming sphere. But yeah, I figured someone would bring a story that didn't necessarily have games in it. So I could totally do that. Do both. Do all the above. Which one? Okay. Do you got? We'll go. We'll go around the table. Maybe we'll go around twice. We'll see what happens. All right. So one of the the second house I ever lived in, I was like three. My sister was like two. Uh, we uh, live. It was a really nice house against the water. My mom was home by herself because my father worked. I was a particular type of child that didn't sleep. 
cried a lot. So my mom's pretty much exhausted between working and taking care of us. She takes us to the living room and she like she lays down, but she's not going to fall asleep because, you know, we're young. You want to keep an eye on children that young. And she actually does fall asleep and doesn't realize it until she gets woken up by the ghost in our house. Ooh. Yeah, it's actually a true story. So. That's my first nice. one. I know I'm not very good at telling ghost stories, so I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't like this episode or my stories, you could uh, blame Daryl. That's uh, okay. Daryl at the podcast. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. That's right. You can write into our Gmail, the Loot Bros Podcast at gmail.com. All right, Zach, you're up then. Let's see if you can tell a spookier story than Kalai. Uh, spookier story. Um, well, once again, it's Thursday night. We're recording and Joe ghosted us. Uh, <laughs> Come on, don't take my stories. That <laughs> is my story. Hey, you, you just said to tell a story. You didn't say I ha- it had to be a story about me. Oh my gosh. That's so, um, so actually, uh, I have one that is uh, about Quake. I found it. Uh, it comes from the gamer.com. It's the best Reddit video game horror stories. Okay. Um, it, so the this article reads, AI is gaining sentient uh, sentience is a staple of science fiction and horror stories. A story we've heard many times before. Chillingly, for one player, it seems like it became a reality. According to their account, Quake 3 bots were designed to learn, so they left 16 bots fighting it out in an arena to see how good they would get. When he went back uh, to them a few years later, the bots were just standing still. As others pointed out, they seemed to have realized the only winning move is not to play. When the admin entered the game, they found they would simply rotate on the spot and watch their movements. Fragging one of them instantly brought the bots wrath, with them being killed instantly. When he looked at their AI logs, he found that each bot's AI took up 512 megabytes, bigger than the game itself. Dang. So he literally left these bots. So these bots learned enough in the couple of years he left them alone to know that they would they could just instantly kill him by not like moving around. Like, how do you let it? That's mm, computer programs learning things is a little a little freaky. That's dope, especially especially Quake Three of all games. Like this game is literally old. Is it's older than you? Yeah, that that's pretty old. (laughs) (laughs) Not older than me. I know you're really old. We've already talked about this, Mom. Yeah, I love how he throws a jab at me, but it also is a backhanded comment to you. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> hey, I'm really good at talking shit, all right? All right, so check it out. Here's my story. Oh, boy. <laughs> this might blow up the microphone a little bit, but I got I to gotta set the mood. Oh, yeah. It was a dark, stormy fall early morning. So what I like to do is I like to go down into our now will be our basement, but at the time was our garage, a sunken den, if you will, to kind of set the stage a little bit. What I did was I took carpet squares and I laid out these carpet squares in such a way that it kept the light from reflecting in the room as carpet does. I took 
some garage door insulation and I lined the inside of the garage door. Took blackout curtains and hung them up. So the room is extremely dark. It's very cold. So what I decided to do is I was going to go in there and crank up some new hardware I had. So what I did was I took my brand new Xbox One and I plugged it up. I turned on the on the TV screen. And the lights started flickering. I had my headphones on as to increase the ambience from the sound. And I kept hearing this this noise. I kept seeing this like image pop up after I plugged in the Xbox. And then I realized that the game I was playing was motherfucking Call of Duty Ghost, baby! It's like the best freaking game ever! I definitely thought you were going somewhere else with that. And we were about to have words. Uh, nah, dude, I was playing Call of Duty Ghost. The best ghost story I can tell in gaming is actually the story of Call of Duty Ghost. It's a alternate timeline, alternate universe where a nuclear war has broken out in the Middle East. And uh, these, these, these giant satellites are positioned over uh, and orbiting the Earth. And they have these giant rods in them. Once unleashed, you just complete ultimate devastation. So, no, nah, definitely excellent game. I mean, I, I, I set the stage to be a bit of a joke. But yes, Call of Duty Ghost is, in fact, one of my greatest ghost stories because... Uh, that uh, that extinction mode, man, is so good. That campaign's so good. Just kiss. So you still need you. You have not played this this new one yet. Oh my god! I'll, I'll play it. I'll definitely play it. I'll definitely play oh, it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Oh, I play all the Call of Duties. I will say this so far in recent memory. I think the only one, only campaign I haven't finished is Vanguard. Same. It's just not great. It's the the production value is amazing. The graphics are amazing. The sound is amazing. The voice acting is really good. I just don't care for what I'm doing. Like, it's just, I don't, it's just not great. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, something's not clicking and I don't know what it is. So I haven't finished it. I'm a few levels in, but nothing crazy. All right, Clyde, you're up next. I I won't tell a silly story next time. Okay. So picture this. It was, it's like, I don't know, six o'clock at night and this happened. I'll never forget this. So it was bedtime, Grandma? It was. It was. It's funny you say that. Just listen. So I was playing one of my favorite games, Monster Hunter. Love that game. Playing it on the Switch. And the nice person I am decided I was going to help Joe level up his character and get into the game. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, Joe. He's like, I'll be right back. I'm like, okay. So I'm waiting to start for him to pick the next uh, actual uh, mission. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm like, Joe, are you there? Joe, are you there? He had fallen asleep and ghosted my ass. (laughs) (laughs) And that was when she looked down Jim's pants and found the real monster. Whoa, dang. (laughs) Uh, that's a good one that's a good one Kalai 
I think Clyde's already run out of ghost stories. That's a good ghost story. I don't know. Go, uh, Joe, Joe Ghost is pretty regular, so. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of them. Dude, he goes to Tricky. He's supposed to be on Trevi Horse, and he goes to Tricky. He did ghost Tricky, and Tricky mm-hmm. was like, can you record? I'm like, I am so sorry. I cannot. Uh, all right, Zach, you're up. All right, so not a gaming ghost story, a real ghost story. Um, we are pretty sure that my house is actually haunted. Okay. Um, so there is a multitude of random things that have just happened in my house. Like randomly in the middle of the night, you'll hear footsteps and no one's up walking around. Uh, most recently, my I was sitting at the, the table uh, in the dining room and my wife was in the kitchen making something and she felt somebody like poker or tap or something. She just thought it was me, but then she looked over and I was sitting, I was still sitting at the dining room table. She was like, do you, if I tell you this, this can't be like weird. I'm pretty sure I thought you just poked me. I was like, no, I've been sitting here the whole time talking to you. I don't know what you're talking about. And so she's been, she's been a little freaked out, but there's this app that you can get on your phone called ghost tube. And it works kind of similar to all the other ghost tools that you can use in the world. I mean, your phone is literally, uh, it has a radio and all that good jazz in it. Well, we were asking it questions and it said something about the attic. And in the two years I lived in my house, I had never went in my attic just because I've never had the need or want or necessity to go into my attic. Um, so I go up in my attic and I actually look, I actually start going through, there's a bunch of stuff up in my attic from like the owners that built the house. And it's like old, old, like I found a conservation uh, booklet from 1948 in my attic. Dang. There are love letters from, the uh, the original owner to his wife when he was in the Marine Corps and deployed overseas. Aww. Like it's really yeah. It, it was it, I I actually ended up finding the 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 person's granddaughter because they had obviously had a lot of them. Her granddaughter family. was in the attic. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. It was it was really weird. I'm surprised she was uh, she was still squatting in there after two years. Um, <laughs> I, I have a question. How did you find this house? That like their stuff is still there. You know what I mean. Uh, I was, I, I literally, I rent, I don't even own the house. I, I rent from somebody and I guess the, the last owner bought the house in 2012. Um, and that was, I think that was around the time that both of them ended up passing away. Cause I found their obituaries. That's how mm. I ended up. Yeah, that's, how I, that's how I found, uh, I found their granddaughter's name. And I was like, found her on Facebook. I was like, Hey, I found some of your grandparents old things. I don't know if there's something, if this is something like you'd want to, to have. I also found like the original warranty receipt from uh from Z- from Zales when like Zales was like the first thing for like her wedding ring and like the empty box and like a bunch of old stuff like there's like a Wells Fargo sign like like the old like western Wells Fargo um there's like Dude, old A and W cups like old cookie cutters like eBay that junk. I'm telling you you go- you got you just found a gold mine Yeah but I was nice and I returned most of it to the family it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't mine to begin with. Uh, you're, you're right. Yeah, I'm. I, I. I. I'm a good person. Um, but yeah, no. To to this day, I still hear people like walking like around my house, and no one's walking around my house. My daughter's even said she's like looked out the window and she saw somebody like standing behind the tree out in our front yard, and it was weird because it was like right after it rained, so there'd be like definite footprints in the in the grass or something like that, and there was nothing there. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, there's a ghost walking around my house. Dang, dude! And they don't, and they, and they don't mind talking to us either. That's the weird part. It's like I'll, I'll like I'll bring this app out and it, and I'll ask it questions and then it'll say who. Like it was weird once we had our roommates move in recently. Um, it was like the first time that my brother in law's girlfriend had ever like stayed at the house and we were sitting there talking to it and it was like, um, who is who is she? Or 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 who are they or something like that? And I was like, uh, who this person or the or who this person? And they're like, um, next to a ne- next to brother. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, this is Jerica. And then it yeah, it just randomly talked to us. And it's weird because like how would how how a phone app would make that like connection? I don't know. Spooky. Interesting. Interesting. That's definitely some spooky stuff. I have a legit spooky gaming story, and um, this will come as a little surprise, all right? So if you listen to the show for any amount of time, you'll know that I'm a very religious man, and um, there are certain things I just don't F with, okay? There's just stuff that I don't mess with, and anything in the demonic Ouija board, um, uh, anything in that realm, I just, I got nothing, I got nothing for it, Okay. Um, so I'm sitting back. This is what year did the, uh, was it 2012 when the actual walking dead video game came out? It was, uh, uh I think so. Sure. 20, around that time, around that time frame, the original telltales walking dead video game. Okay. I was a fan of the uh, show. I was played. I've already played through the walking dead game on the PlayStation Vita and the PS3 got those platinums and I was playing through on the Xbox 360. Now I already knew the story. I've already played through multiple ways. Okay. So in, I'm going to set the stage. I was in my recording studio. I'm just kidding. I really was. I was in my recording studio and I had like my gaming gear set up through my studio monitors and I had a giant subwoofer. Okay. Uh, and so what I've got is I've got two screens going. I'm playing on the Xbox 360 and I'm watching the movie The Right. Are you guys familiar with that movie? It's yeah. Anthony Hopkins in it. I believe it's Anthony Hopkins. Uh, that, I believe that's the right one. Let me make sure I'm saying that right. Mm, yep. Anthony, it's, it's The Right. Okay. Now, everybody knows I'm a big horror fan. I love zombies, I love vampires, werewolves. Um, I dig spooky stuff. I like games where, you know, the tension is really high. The atmosphere is way. And that's what I love about, about horror stuff is the atmosphere. Okay. Uh, I love gore horror. I think that stuff's awesome as well. Um, but again, when you start getting into the weird demonic stuff, like there's something about the unnerving possibility that that could be legit, that just really, like you're like you're talking about with your ghost story right here, Zach. The fact that there is a possibility that something that you can't see could be communicating with you, and their will could be to harm you is that's no no for me. No no, I don't want nothing to do with that. Okay, so I'm sitting in my office. It really, really is dark. The kids are in bed, and I've got the movie going through my surround sound. Now I've never watched this movie. And it had been years and years and years since I'd seen like a paranormal activity or a exorcist style movie. I watched all those movies, you know, when I was younger, we owned a video store when I was growing up. So like the exorcist movies I watched, um, 
Uh, the Poltergeist movies I watched, they scared the crap out of me. Like, that was no joke. That stuff scared me to death. I love the movie Constantine with um, Keanu Reeves. But even then, and that was a little more fantastical when it comes to the spiritual stuff. But even then, there's still something a little creepy about demon possession and things of that nature. So I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of going through the motions on my game while I have the movie The Right going on. Now, they, they get to the point where they're going to do this exorcism in the, in the movie. Okay. And this is a very wild scene. So you have Anthony Hopkins. Okay. And he is he's talking to the person who's possessed. And it's, it's really ramping up the tension. Right. It's getting really loud. And he's like, this person who's demon possessed, he's yelling at him. And it's like, you know, gets to this point where he says, tell me your name. What is the name of the spirit inside you? Like, and it, like, there's this whole buildup, right? And he's wanting the thing to announce what it is inside so he can cast the demon out. But that scene, as it ramped up the tension and it built up that aggression and he calls for that demon to reveal itself, bruh. I had full-blown body chills. It got ice cold in my room. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I turned that junk off as fast as I could. I was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Dude, my heart was racing. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, what if? This is where my head went. What if? What if? I'm, I'm at home. My wife's at work. Okay. I got my children in bed. What if I F around? And I watch this movie, and this dude calls out this demon's name. And I invite some kind of wild and funky trash into my house, into my, in my spiritual life. I was like, nope, 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 nope. I mean, like, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. But that is immediately where my head went. And that is immediately, I mean, I felt that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had chill bumps. I was cold. I was like, no, I, I, I'm out. I turned that movie off, and I've never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever like, have you ever yeah. seen Evil on Paramount Plus? No, I have not. <laughs> I'm not really into scary shit, but I swear to God, watch it. Like if you want to see some. Oh, that's it's that's the that's the cop one, right? No, the one with Mike Coulter. Is it a movie or a TV show? It's a TV show. Yeah, I've seen it. With, it's, it's like the co- the cop one. Yeah. No, he's not a cop. He's a priest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, 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 He's a priest yeah, yeah. who works with a psychologist whose entire job is to, like, he has to come out to see if they fit the criteria to be exercised. And meantime, she goes with them because she's the scientific person. They have two scientists and a priest. They have to decide. You have to, like, be like, oh, no, this isn't really right for exorcism. This is the psychological or the medical reason that this is happening. And which is like, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But then you have all of this demon-ass shit going on in the background. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a strong no for me. And I, and I, up to that point, there had never been a movie that scared me. Like, I grew up watching horror movies at such a young age. I've always thought I was desensitized to these things. And 
I watched, yeah, you guys remember, you probably don't, Zach, because you're still a boy. But, Kali, <laughs> do you remember when we were younger, the Faces of Death movies, where it was like VHS footage of people being killed on camera, essentially? Oh, hell no. Are you kidding? When I was a little kid, I, I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It scared me so bad. I had to sleep in my mom's room for a week. I was banned from ever watching that movie again. But that shit was one of my favorite movies. So, like, I would always watch it and then I'd get nightmares and have to sleep in my mom's room and she would know that I watched it because I... Yep. Well, what you mean? What you mean, Kali? When you were young, you you the mon- the monsters was on TV. <laughs> hey, that was a good show. Don't knock the monsters. <laughs> it was on TV, and I was a kid too. So check it out. There was this VHS series that was a big. It was like because this is pre, you know, this is really early, early internet. This is like AOL, like two fifty six k dial up. You know what I'm saying? And there was this series that you had to order through a magazine, and you had to have at least in, in my memory. You had to have a dealer's license to to buy these movies, to rent them out at your video stores and stuff. But they were called The Faces of Death. And it was essentially like video camera footage of people either killing themselves or mutilating themselves. Or like sometimes it was like um, like people walking across like a crosswalk and getting hit by cars and stuff like that. Like just really ultra violent things there's this one scene where like this korean family or something was eating it was, it was like this little girl playing with like a monkey like a baboon monkey or whatever and then like later on they crack the thing's skull open they they pull its brains out and they start cooking the thing or whatever it's just like this wild way we uh, weird stuff that, that my memories of them are just like awful dudes trying to like break beer bottles over their heads but like like just gouging their body, like because the bottle wouldn't break, so they're just busting themselves open, like just crazy stuff, right? Things that you just like don't forget, especially at a young age. So I thought I was desensitized to all this stuff. I thought I was like, oh man, I'm this, I'm a horror guy, I'm like a gore guy, I'm a blah blah blah. And then I, you know, I go years and years and years, kind of like away from that stuff. Even though I still watch like zombie movies and zombie shows and stuff. And I spent like six and a half years working in the church. I've seen some messed up people. You know, I've worked with some people who legitimately, either they were extremely mentally distressed. I know that this is a Halloween episode, but you really shouldn't talk about tricky like that. I know. (laughs) But we've had, we've been around people. We've had people that like, that like, they, very much resembled some of the stuff in these horror movies. And bro, when I watched that movie, I was like, I, I can't with this. I can't. I've seen too much stuff in my life. I was like, I'm 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 not strong no more. I ain't tough no more. I got kids. I'm a whip. <laughs> I turned that junk off. I was like, I'm out. Never again. I'm done. No more demon possession, exorcist movies. Your boys found the found the end. You, okay, so you want to hear something funny? So I looked at I looked up that movie. Um, they made six of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, in June of 1985, a mathematics teacher, uh, Bart Schwartz, showed the film to his class at Escondido High School in Escondido, California. Two of his students, uh, I'm not going to say their names, claimed they were so traumatized by the film that they both developed an unnatural fear of dying and suffered emotional distress. The families of the two girls sued the school district and received a combined $100,000 settlement. 
Which in 1985, that was essentially a million dollars. Yeah, they they, they sued the school district. Um, but apparently it was all, it wasn't like an actual, like, real stuff. It was all faked. Oh, uh, so it's all a hoax? Yeah, so it's, it's literally the plot is, uh, so it, yeah, it even has a cast. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So see, and that was the thing is I was young. I mean, I was born in, in, in 85. Uh, you can actually watch that uh, right now on the Roku channel for free. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm, that would be interesting to go back now because I believe I was like 10 or 11 when I saw those because me and my friends would sneak and watch them. It'd be interesting because that was kind of like how the Blair Witch was. You know, I don't know if you guys remember. Clyde, you probably remember. Again, this is before Zach's time. But when the Blair Witch Project came out, that was like the biggest thing in the media because they're like, this is real. This is found footage. I know. And I saw it and found the game. It found it absolutely stupid. Oh, dude, I thought it was awesome. Get, get, get out. Get out my podcast room right now. <laughs> like, like, I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't get this. Why is it so, like, like me and my husband are like, I don't know. Dude, oh, man. I, I went to the theaters and saw it, and that scene at the end, whenever that person's in the little room or whatever, in that basement area with them, oh, right. We're like, dude, it's a ghost. We saw it. It was wild. So, I totally bought into the hype. Yeah, so here's the plot for you. A coroner shows scenes of gruesome deaths from around the world. Um, some some of them real and some reenacted. Ah, okay. So okay. some of so some of what you see is what you've seen is real. Okay. See, I was so young, I would have never known the difference. And in the I first one, in the 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 first one used fake footage to get fame, and then the second one used real footage, with the exception of like two or three scenes. Wait, and what year did this come out? 1978 was the original. And then following that, uh, 1981, number two came out, 85, three, 87. Uh, the original worst of Faces of Death, uh, four came out in 90, five came out in 95, and six came out in 96. It's mm. wild. Yeah. Well, and based on my memory, from a young being a young lad, I don't recommend watching it. It was awful. <laughs> but I mean, hey, right then it was like, oh my gosh, can you believe that I watched it? So, hey, seventy-seven percent of uh, Google users liked the movie, like the first one. So there you go. Interesting. Well, it was definitely <laughs> something. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been a very fun, spooky episode of the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you. Zach for coming on. Thank you, Kali, for being here. You guys got anything else you want to get out of your system? Any more spooky stories you want to tell before we bounce? Not that I can think of. Go play Marvel Snap. Oh. Hey, we are not getting paid. Quit plugging stuff. Hey, I got one more ghost story to tell you guys. Oh boy. Is it gonna make is it gonna make my PP go boing doing doing doing? Maybe. <laughs> so way back. Uh, back in the early days of the Loot Bros podcast, we recorded episode 49. Okay. Episode 49, we had some scheduling issues. Okay. So, because the scheduling issues presented themselves, I reached out to my good friend, Tricky Mick. I was like, hey, man, will you do episode 50 with me? And back then, we used to actually have episode numbers. 
And uh, I was like, yeah, will you do episode 50 with me? The guys keep you know, having issues showing up, blah, blah, blah. At the time, they were notorious for ghosting me. Okay? Like, it would be showtime, and Frosty would be nowhere to be found, no messages, no nothing. Uh, Josh, completely MIA, weeks at a time. And then T-Bird would say, I'll be there until it's time to hit go. And then he was like, I'm not coming. So, episode 50 rolls around. I record an episode with uh, Tricky Mick, and then I get some some text messages from my team about, hey, they they didn't know that I recorded episode fifty. Okay, had it had it in the can just in case I needed, you know, whatever. So it is uh, podcast time, and it's like, hey, nobody crickets. Podcast time comes and goes. I, of course, in the messenger group, I'm like, hey, guys, you're coming. T-Bird says no. Nothing from Josh. Nothing from Frosty. So the next day, you know, oh, man, sorry, guys. Some things came up. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's all good. Don't worry about it. I recorded with Tricky. It was fine. From that point on, I no longer have co-hosts <laughs> because they missed the monumental, in quotations, episode 50. That was the end of it. <laughs> So, um, that was that was a true true story, true ghost story. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't called the walking idea for no reason. No, the wandering idea. He was gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and Frosty followed suit. Yeah, you know, got mad because I recorded without him when he ghosted me. So, the moral of the story is: don't get dead. Don't ghost Resident Daryl, even though Resident <laughs> Daryl ghosted us last week. I text you guys. I know. I know. Oh. I just, I, I just, just got to give you crap. Uh, you always. Us, you, give us, you give us crap all the time. I always let you guys know, even if it's just a few minutes beforehand. <laughs> hey, prepare, <laughs> prepare something. I know we're, I know we're supposed to record tonight. Prepare something. Yeah. Now, so, now, now we just ask the question. Hey, Daryl, are you recording this week? Yeah, no. All right. Got it. The good thing is this, is that the, I let you guys know ahead of time that my job schedule now could very much interfere with the podcast at the very last second. Now I try, I try really hard not to let that happen. Uh, but it is very common for a borrower to call after they get off work and or get out of their life to a certain point. And then they're like, Hey, can you work on my file now? Like today? And like almost five o'clock, I get a call that I've got a contract in for a new loan. Cool. And then the borrowers want to get on the phone and start working through the process. I'm totally cool with that. Sometimes it's not five. Sometimes it's six, sometimes it's seven, <laughs> sometimes it's eight, <laughs> sometimes it's nine, <laughs> and no exaggeration. One time I was with my brother and my sister. I'll, I'll, we'll end the show after this. I kid you not, the borrower was in, he was stationed in Korea, and he, he was buying you know, property in the States while he was on deployment, and he was going to rent the property out. And because of the time zone, time, yeah, time zone differences, he called at almost midnight. It was like between 11 and 12. He, he was calling and texting my sister, who at the time was just doing some late night training with me and my brother before we jumped into the mortgage business full time. We were just working on credit reports, just trying to learn more. 
And uh, she didn't have my niece that night. And I'm like, legit, like this dude, like y'all talking at midnight? Like, but you know, for him, it was whatever the F time it is in Korea. Sometimes it'd be like that. And you know, we love you and understand. Yeah. So, all right. This has been Lubros Podcast. Appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you guys for coming on, Zach. I see your new mic, and I like it. It, it, it has some issues. It's, uh, but I mean, it's better than uh, forgetting my headset mic. So there you go, there you go. It's portable, so that's nice to have. All right, guys, be sure to check out all the stuff. Join the Discord. Get in the Facebook group. Send in all of your Ghost of Tsushima questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, ideas, reviews, all that stuff. We're going to be talking about Ghost of Tsushima next week on the podcast. So, you know, all of our focus is going to be on that that show. And I'm bringing on a rowdy crew. So go ahead and grab onto your butts and get ready. We're out of here. Spooky stories. Spooky, spooky. Ooh. Ghost stories. Mike Joe for ghosting us. <laughs> like always, Joe, sorry about your butt. Your ghost butt. <laughs> <laughs> you suck.